0: Mushy-mushy, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by
1: El Ray. Ahoy-hoy, everybody. Uh, How has your uh, week started off? Well, um, I'll just say that I'm a Cowboy fan, so it hasn't been very good on Mondays, but not too bad so far.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sunday was a bit, bit of a disappointment, but Saturday was all right.
1: Yes, yeah, Saturday was very good. We had the greatest fighter ever, Khabib, cementing his legacy. Yep, triangling the hell out of uh, Justin, Justin Gagey. Yep, hell of a fight. Yes, it was. Yes, it
0: was. It was a quite, quite good. Except for Sunday, it was a good weekend. It was a good week. Yes, it was. Anyway. Uh, so, before we get started, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners, L. Ray?
1: Yes, I would uh, like to remind everybody again about a store we talked about last week, and that is Music House. It's spelled M U S I K H A U S. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day to day needs of beginners and professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band classes, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are experienced and stocked to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social platform. Or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. Again, that's music house spelled M-U-S-I-K-H-A-U-S.
0: All right. So you music nerds, you better get on there and go to them for all of your musical needs.
1: We actually had a microphone issue today, so I'll probably have to get in touch with them today. Yes,
0: uh, so we might <laughs> have to order a mic from them. And uh, hopefully that'll make this podcast a little bit better. Because that's the aim, right? We want to get a little bit better every time. Um, I know it's uh, difficult. Know, if You guys uh, listen to, especially if you listen to my first episodes, I think the show has improved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. This was before I was on the show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> but anyway, that's the goal, right? To get a little bit better every time out, and hopefully that is what we're doing. And of course... I keep mentioning that you guys can uh, make sure that we improve our show by you giving us suggestions. If you have any ideas for segments that you might want to hear, some things that you want us to focus on, like I said, my Instagram account, I follow everyone back. That is official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. I follow everyone back, and I do read all of my messages there. So if you have any suggestions, just get get in touch with me there.
1: Yeah, even if we miss something, that'd be the the best place
0: to do it. Yeah, that that is true. Like, if you listen to an episode, like, hey, these guys didn't talk about that. I wonder why they didn't. Message me, guys. Message me, and I will address it. As soon as I can.
1: Maybe we can have a whole episode later on of where we screwed up and put everything all at once. That would
0: be that would be a pretty, a pretty good <laughs> thing to do, yeah. Maybe we could do that over spring break. There you go. <laughs> uh, by the way, sorry we weren't here next, last week. Scheduling conflicts. Yes. Real, the real world is real, guys. But we will be trying to do this every week. We, we will definitely try to get one in every week.
1: And I think we should tell everybody today that we are deviating slightly from the format today. We are not going to go with the next episode in uh, order. We are actually going to skip ahead a little bit in honor of this week. Yes, right. Because if we were going in order, we'd be
0: doing Season 3, Episode 4, called Bart the Murderer. I hope that builds suspense up for you and you guys will listen next week. But we are skipping... To the Treehouse of Horror episode, which is episode seven of season three. Why are we doing this, El Rey? Because Halloween's in a few days. Yeah, Halloween is right around the corner. By the way, did you uh, read the news about uh, the governor of California trying to not allow the kids to have Halloween? Oh,
1: Halloween's canceled in California. Yes, I did hear about this. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but the kid said, we're still
0: going anyway. Yeah. I'd like to see the governor arrest those kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would say most people are going to be smart about it. You know, you take them to your relatives' houses. You know, yeah. get them out there a little bit. Yeah. I
0: mean, they're kids. They need to get out there.
1: Yeah. that's That was one of the best parts of being a kid. Exactly.
0: Right, so. so a
1: shout out to all the parents still giving their kids a Halloween.
0: Yes, yes. It is important, right? Uh, I, I'm thinking of all of those elementary kids that are at home right now learning. And I'm thinking about how far back their development is.
1: Yeah, they're not getting all that playground education that they need. Yeah, I mean, they need to be
0: around other kids. Anyway, let's move on and start with uh, season three, episode seven, not four, The Treehouse of Horror 2, which oddly enough, aired on October 31st of 1991. Perfect time. Yes, it did. The stars aligned for this one.
1: So as you know, the intros are a little bit different for these. So we do not have our typical chalkboard and uh, couch gag
0: today. No, no, we don't. Again, we have the traditional opening with Marge. Yes. Right? And Marge walks out into a stage, right? They even got the red velvet curtain and everything.
1: Spotlight's on are ready to go. Yep. And she's like, Ahem. hello, children. Before last week's
0: Halloween show, I warned you, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't say hello children, did I? You said hello everyone and children, oh my god.
1: You're still in work mode right Yes,
0: I am. Before last year's Halloween show, I warned you not to let your children watch. But you did anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, this year's episode is even worse. It's scarier, more violent, and I think they snuck in some bad language too. So please... Tuck in your children and, uh, well, if you didn't listen to me last time, you're not going to listen to me now. Enjoy the show. Yes.
1: And then, of course, we go into our title sequence of the Treehouse of Horror, which is going over the cemetery. See a few graves in there and some well-known names.
0: Yes. Yeah, so and they got like a uh, spooky mat raining and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: the, I think this one, they said Walt Disney on there, too. There was a few gravestones. Yeah, a there.
0: There few gravestones of the uh, dead and famous. Uh, the Simpsons are not above making jokes at the dead's expense. They will do that. <laughs> we're
1: well, yes. not going to complain about it. So yeah, yeah, who's
0: going to complain, right? <laughs> Disney's dead. Anyway, so after that intro sequence... We open up the show in the living room, and Homer is watching TV. And as the he's, as he's watching the news, right, and he's concluding on a scary note, he says, Remember, the presidential primaries are only a few months away. And he laughs. By the way, that's kind of funny, because the primaries are long past us, and the yeah. election is right around the
1: corner. It is next week. Really? Next week? Damn. Well, Halloween's this weekend, November, 3rd, next week, yeah, nice. next, I, next
0: Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I major in government, but I've been sticking my head in the sand <laughs> uh, about politics for about eight years now. My mind is made up, and I really don't want to hear all of this mayhem yeah. that's going on. I
1: right. already voted, already yeah, ripped yeah. it off like a band-aid.
0: I'm done. Yep. <laughs> you gotta You got to do it, and you got to do it quickly. Anyway. So we open up the show after that because uh, after Kent Brockman says the presidential primaries is only a few months away, Homer wasn't too happy about that, right? No,
1: he wasn't. No. Homer actually like looked a little offended that Kent Brockman was treating it so cavalier. Yeah.
0: He said, if you don't like it, move to Russia or exactly. something like that. That's yeah. what he said. He's like, yeah, he's like proud of being American and he's waiting for those elections. Anyway, next thing we know. There's a ring at the door. Yes. It is Halloween, and Homer opens the door. By the way, he's already been eating the candy. Yes. While he's been sitting at the, at the sofa watching TV. He's been eating the candy. But, you know, the, the doorbell rings. He gets up, and he sees Kearney and Dolph, yes. which, by the way, if, um, you don't, if you're not familiar with them, are they're the, the bullies. Yeah, they're the I bullies guess, at the bullies. Springfield Elementary. They're the kids that look like they need to be in middle school, but they're still in, yes. in elementary. They're bigger than everybody else. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so here, trick trick-or-treat, man. <laughs> yeah, And they're not even wearing a costume, and Homer points that out. And then uh, I think it was uh, Kearney that said, you don't give us candy, we're going to egg your he- house back to the Stone Age.
1: Yep, and he actually is carrying a carton of eggs with him. Yes. And he shows them all the ammo.
0: And... Homer dumps the entire bowl of candy into their bag. Closes the door. And what happens? You hear thud, 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 thud. They egg the house anyway. <laughs> right. And, of course, Homer was not too happy about that.
1: And So we, we switch a little bit. Marge is walking in now with the kids, and they just got back from trick-or-treat.
0: Yep, and Bart is wearing this hood. He's like like an executioner.
1: executioner. Yes.
0: He's carrying an axe behind him, right? Little Maggie is dressed as a witch.
1: Yeah, she's got a witch mask on. Yep. Yep.
0: And Lisa, God bless her soul, she is dressed as a totem pole.
1: Yes, yes, a very unbalanced totem pole.
0: And, of course, if you're wearing wood, would you be very mobile? No. No, she was not being very noble, right? Totem
1: pole's very tall, so she's having trouble fitting through doorways. Yep, Uh uh-huh. So, And of course, Marge, best costume, I have to say, which is not even really a costume, but she put the effect on it. Yeah, she put the little streak on her hair. She put the little streaks, little lightning bolt streaks as the bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. She's already got the hair, makes perfect sense.
0: Yep. It's uh,
1: a... It's an effortless costume.
0: Yes. Effortless costume.
1: But it just works.
0: Yeah. Like last year, me and my wife, I I wore a Jack Daniels shirt. She wore a Coke shirt. Mm -hmm.
1: You were Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke.
0: Very nice. Yep. This year, I think I will wear a uh, tequila shirt. Okay. And she's going to wear a squirt shirt. There you go. So we'll be the Paloma. We'll be the Paloma. Ah,
1: all right.
0: There you go. Yep. Anyway before I give any more of our secrets away. (laughs) Marge tells the kids that they can have one piece of candy before bed, right? But this is after they all dump out their candy, right? And they admire their haul.
1: Yes, actually, uh, Homer gives Bart a little compliment here. Well, actually, all the kids, because he asks Bart, what's the haul like this year, boy? And Bart just dumps this big bag of candy out. Homer sees all the candy, and he actually tells his kids, I am very proud of you kids. And Homer hardly <laughs> ever says that. Yep. But apparently, candy will earn his adoration. So Marge is looking away while she says what she says. She turns around. Everybody, including Homer, is already digging into the stash of candy.
0: By the way, this is uh, before... Bart complained about, Bart complained and said, we would have gotten even more if Lisa could have walked faster. That's true. And she said, I didn't wear this costume for, uh, was it for mobility or something like that? I wore it to honor the Native Americans of the Pacific Northwest. And after she said that, Bart just kind of like pushes her over and she just tips over. And of course, if you're a totem pole, you're gonna be completely helpless. And once this happens, they start gorging on the candy. And this is when Marge tells a kid, kids, they can only have one piece of candy before bed or they'll have- Nightmares. Nightmares, right? But of course, the kids are already working on their 10th piece of candy before she even gets all of this out. All right? Marge's like, if you eat too much, you'll have nightmares. And Bart's like, Oh, yeah, everybody in the family is going to have bad nightmares tonight, Mom. Ha! Right? And Lisa's like, oh, yeah, three bad nightmares. And so
1: Even Lisa's jumping in. Uh-huh. Like
0: and then Homer, of course, we get to see Homer, right? Says, I'd like to see that. Hey, <laughs> hey, As he gorges on candy
1: as well. So the premise is set
0: for our episode now. Right, yes. The candy is
1: going to cause all of these nightmares. We're getting ready for three stories in Nightmare life. Yep.
0: <laughs> Next thing we know, we're in Lisa's bedroom. And she's eating candy. Right? She's take, taking the wrapper off, stuffing it her, in her mouth, and she takes... She turns off the light,
1: and she closes her eyes. Yes. And Lisa, actually, like, when this happens, she's got candy wrappers still around her and yeah. everything like that. Which surprises me. Because yes. she's really a neat freak, I think. Yeah. She, I think she even, like puts a half piece of eating candy like on her nightstand so very uncharacteristic of Lisa at this
0: point. yeah but I guess she's just living it up with the candy yeah. anyway so as soon as Lisa starts to dream we see them in a, an exotic location yes right. Marrakesh Morocco Morocco right and Homer's like what a dump why would Princess Grace live in a place mm-hmm. like this
1: which I'm very surprised that Homer even Knew about no, of that Christ. is,
0: right. and Lisa
1: with her, of course, with her tone, Dad, that's Monaco, of course. <laughs> yes, Monaco, not Morocco. Totally yeah. different place. Yes, but
0: of course, Homer. It starts with an M. It's all
1: the same. It's it's all, all the same.
0: Yep. Um, so, while they're walking around Morocco, they see this contortionist, and he does these unusual things with his body. Right, he pushes. He contorts his body, puts his, uh, he puts feet, his feet behind his lower his, shoulders. His yeah, lower yeah. shoulders. I, then he flips upside down. I think he walks away on his ears. Yes, he does. He yes. walks away on his ears, right? And Bart's like, I can do that. I just don't want to.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. And then next thing we know, we see Homer at a market. And he's talking to this, the guy behind the counter about this monkey's paw, right? It looks like a severed monkey's paw uh, and he's asking him about it. The vendor tells him it'll grant wishes to its owners. But he says, sir, I must strongly advise you do not purchase this. Behind every wish lurks grave misfortune. I myself was once president of Algeria. And if you watch the cartoon, you can see this guy. He looks kind of
1: hunched over, his face is off. Yeah, he's got that
0: hunchback, the humpback. He's got something growing over his eye. He just looked like life has been working him over for a while.
1: But Homer's bored with his story at this point and tells him so. You know, basically he tells him, hey, I don't want to hear your life story. Paw me. He wants the monkey's paw.
0: And he buys the monkey's paw. But Marge doesn't like Homer's purchase, right? It's kind of creepy. Like, imagine walking, watch walking up to your wife or girlfriend with a severed monkey's hand. The wife or girlfriend are not going to be very happy. Not exactly the best conversations. For no, Mars is like, ew, Homer. Where'd you get that ugly thing? And he's like, why at that little shop over there? Because he points at this empty spot where it looks like there's a little dust devil it's just going, a
1: whirlwind, and everything's gone to make it creepy. Yep. And he says, oh, wait a minute, over there. Yeah, he pointed at the wrong
0: place. Yeah, he just pointed at the wrong place. And then that's where he sees uh, the vendor with the hunchback and the jacked-up eye, kind of like... Yeah, it's like, Yellow
1: Yellow beast. Beast, yep. Yep. he's like, you'll be sorry. He's warning him. So then we cut to uh, Simpsons leaving, I guess, Morocco.
0: Yeah, they're trying to board the plane, and Homer is surrounded by customs officers. Guns
1: drawn and everything. They lift up his shirt to see what the contraband is. It's food. Yeah, a bunch of food. Candy. You know, I think there's a chicken in there. Yep. What is this a throwback to? Well, of course, this is, we've mentioned it before on the show, you know, previously. Yep. And of course, this is a recreation of one of the beginning scenes of the terrifying movie. Midnight, Midnight Express. Express. Yes, Midnight Express.
0: Guys, again, that is a cinematic masterpiece, but I wouldn't watch it.
1: It's a cinematic masterpiece you watch once.
0: Yes, you don't want to watch it again. And you don't want to watch it at night either.
1: No. That's a uh, middle of the day. You know, you still got you Don't time. watch it in the morning. Yeah. You still got time to, like, you know, do other things and set your mind at ease before you go to bed. Yeah. It is an intense movie, and which is... Testament to it, considering how old it is now. that is.
0: Yeah, it still stands a test that, of time. I believe that's from the
1: 70s, if I'm not mistaken. It
0: is. And if you guys are wrestling fans, the Midnight Express, the old tag team, yeah. one of the greatest right. ever, they even used the same theme song. Yes, they did. They did. Oh, it was so iconic. So, yes. That song was so good. So,
1: yes, Great movie. Uh-huh. Very disturbing.
0: Yes. Anyway. So, Homer is caught by customs, and they say he has to pay a fine of two American dollars. Which is like, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, for a fine of two dollars, you think they'd break out all, uh, all that gear? Nah,
1: I don't think
0: But it was it a was, it was great gag. It was a great gag. It was a good gag. Anyway, back at home, the paw is sitting on the coffee table, and Bart wants to wish. wish
1: or x-ray specs that really work. Which is a very dated joke. Yeah, um, because back, That used to be a thing. That used to be a thing.
0: Back in the day, if you used to read comic books, there was always an ad there besides the sea monkey thing yeah. for x-ray specs, which would allow you to... See through things or, you know... More importantly, through clothes.
1: Through clothes. Apparently.
0: Through yeah. clothes, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you were a kid, a hormonal kid, you wanted to buy these, but these never Yep. Yeah. Which is why Bart is asking, which is Bart, which is why Bart wants to wish for x-ray specs that really work. Yeah. Lisa, being the altruistic little girl that she is, would rather wish for peace on earth. And everybody is arguing about this, right? Homer, Marge, Lisa, Bart, And while this is happening, little Maggie walks up, grabs the paw, and makes a wish.
1: She looks at it. She thinks about it. You can see it. And then uh, basically, I think uh, Lisa catches her and says, oh, Maggie made a wish. Right. And how do we know she made a wish? Because Because we see one of the fingers on the monkey paw go down. So that's the wish counter. right? Yep.
0: There's one less wish, right? One less wish, thanks to Maggie. Right, and
1: Homer also, looks outside. A huge stretch limo, like Rolls Royce looking car, pulls up. And Homer's like, good baby.
0: And the driver steps out of the limo, walks out with a pillow, red velvet cushion pillow. Yep. Right, they open the door and there's a shiny new pacifier. Maggie replaces her pacifier with a new pacifier and the driver speeds off.
1: Yep. Now, kudos to Maggie for getting it delivered by a valet in a limo. That's, yes. pretty, that's pretty gangster. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it, as
0: Homer sees it, it is an incredible waste of a, of a wish. Yep. At this point, Bart dis- decides he's waited long enough, and he wishes for the Simpsons to be rich and famous. And Homer agrees. He says, now you're talking... Immediately we see money all over the Simpson house, right? Yes, it
1: just Homer's got it in his wallet all of a sudden. His wallet explodes with money. Yeah. Marge even comes into the room with a bunch of money and says, My purse
0: exploded. But did you notice there was hair coming uh, money coming out of her hair yeah. too? So that so, reminds me of the jar of the yep, money uh, that she keeps in her hair. That she squirrels it away. Yeah. Of course. So even the jar of money in her hair bursts open and we see money all over her hair. Even uh, bar even Lisa is happy.
1: Yes, right. They're throwing all this around.
0: cash around, mm-hmm. and at this point, Homer decides to take the family to the fanciest restaurant in town, called the Gilded Truffle. Yep, the Gilded Truffle.
1: Good, good name. That's that's. It is. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's good
0: I, I give them credit for that. Yeah, one, right. The maitre d' then
1: shows them to their table after. They've told somebody... They've told other patrons that... Uh, what is it? I, I don't have anything until June or yeah, July. There are so no
0: like, tables available, right? Yeah. But then the Simpsons walk up and... Oh, it's the right. Simpsons
1: right this way.
0: Yes. Right? And then uh, Marge like, Homer, maybe fame and fortune aren't as bad as they say. Yes, because
1: Bart did wish they were famous. So apparently now everybody instantly knows who they are. All of them.
0: And we see one woman say... If I hear one more thing about The Simpsons, I swear, I'm going to scream. And then we see another woman, right? At first, they were cute and funny. Now they're just annoying. And everybody in that restaurant has the same
1: sentiment. Yes.
0: Because, you know, we even, like, we get a little pen around town, right? And we see... uh
1: Shirts of uh, their catchphrases
0: and you know selling for eighteen dollars. Yeah. This was back in ninety one, so eighteen dollars
1: was. It's typical for a shirt now, but it was not typical. For yeah, a shirt.
0: back then it was overpriced.
1: Yeah. Right. So basically, the Simpsons have sold out in this in this world.
0: Yep. Yes, they have, and uh, just uh, so you guys get an extent of how bad they've sold out, they've even cranked out a Calypso.
1: CD, oh, yes, of Homer and Marge, right? Yep. Yeah,
0: and Homer is singing Man Smart, and and Marge is singing,
1: I forgot the thing, I, I don't know, Women It
0: Women Are Smart, yeah, there right? So, they just so man, All smart to
1: that weird Women is smart, weird drum music, yeah, and yeah that that is the,
0: it's, the yeah. what did we call it? the metal drums, or ah, what the hell are the, those on. called, yeah, I forgot what it's called, anyway.
1: That Caribbean kind of yeah,
0: thing. you guys get the idea, right? They're just selling. They're selling out for money, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they even have Bart on a billboard saying, "Get a mammogram, man." Yeah, I
1: get a mammogram, man, with a female doctor holding his shoulder. That's yeah. odd. <laughs> yeah,
0: and there's a lady's like, "Is there anything they won't sell out to?" Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Uh, Homer does notice that everybody doesn't like them, and so he actually reminisces a little bit and says, wait a minute, that guy that sold me this thing did say the wishes would bring grave misfortune. I thought he was just being colorful. <laughs> but no, he wasn't being colorful.
0: He was being truthful. Yep. Next thing we know,
1: Lisa grabs the paw. Yes, and she has her agenda in mind. She wishes for world peace. And Homer says, Lisa, that was very
0: selfish of you. Yep. Wishing for world peace is apparently very selfish for Homer. Well, ne- yeah. Next thing we know, we're at the UN.
1: Yes. And the uh, the British ambassador and the Poppen. ambassador from Argentina, Argentina. Are, are there hugging and talking. And the British ambassador says, eh, sorry about the Falklands, old boy. And the Argentinian
0: ambassador goes, Oh, forget about it. We kind of knew they were yours. <laughs> and by the way, this might not be a big deal now.
1: It was a big deal. Though. It was
0: a big deal back then. The British were invading uh, Argentinian territory, as it were. Uh, that's what there was being thought. But of course, the Falklands have always, be- well, not always, but for the past hundreds, few hundreds of years have belonged to England.
1: Now, as a history teacher, if you didn't understand that joke... I'd be disappointed, but I'm off duty right now, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next thing we know, weapons are being destroyed all over the world. They're turning yes. missile silos, you know, they say danger yes. into yeah. gardens, yes. Right? They they rearrange the words from danger into garden and they're everybody's taking their guns to the local foundries and smelting them yes. down. Yes,
1: even the police. I uh, think uh, Rusty shows up and throws his brass knuckles in there. Brass
0: knuckles and guns. I won't be needing these
1: anymore. Moe's throwing all of his weapons there, his, his, uh, his sawed-off shotgun to protect the bar.
0: Yep. <laughs> Everybody is throwing their weapons away. Everybody's becoming a pacifist all of a sudden. Meanwhile, in space, we see Kang and Kodos.
1: Yes, our favorite aliens. Yeah,
0: our favorite aliens, right? And they're mm-hmm. laughing diabolically for a long time, right? And then they land in Springfield and they say, people of Earth, we come to you in the spirit of hostility and menace.
1: With very primitive weapons. They have a club <laughs> and uh, a slingshot. Say, yeah, slingshot. A, sl- a club and a slingshot. So now that the human race has given up all weapons, it is time for the aliens to invade.
0: Yep. And uh, At this time, we see Diamond Joe Quimby trying to reason with the aliens, but what happens? They bonk him with the club. They hit him over the head with a club. And one of the, I don't know if it's Kang or Kodo, they say, your superior intellect is no match for our
1: puny weapons. Yep. Because remember, we've disarmed. Yes. So, so Lenny's there like, oh, they're cocking us with a club. And then he says, man, I wish we'd save an A-bomb or two. <laughs> but of course, nope. Lisa wished for world
0: peace. And this is when the aliens decided to pounce.
1: And now everybody blames the Simpsons. Yep. Because there was even an article in the newspaper that Lisa had declared world peace. Yes. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) everybody blames the Simpsons, right? And then back to the living room, Homer, they have one wish left. Yes. And Homer says he's going to wish for something that is completely harmless. He says, I'm going to make a wish that can't backfire. I wish for a turkey sandwich on rye bread with lettuce and mustard and, and I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself. I don't want any other weird surprises. You got it?
1: And the monkey's paw totally closes
0: now. Right, it becomes a fist.
1: And before you know it, there is a turkey sandwich materializing and hanging in the air. Yep. And Homer grabs it
0: he says, hey, and he takes a bite. It's like, not bad. He gets serious. Yep. Nice hot mustard. Good bread. The turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. Oh, foe, thy cursed teeth. What demon from the depths of hell created thee? Yes, yeah,
1: so the hand still got him. Yep. He gave him the sandwich. Nothing bad happened, but... The turkey the sin, was dry. The sin of dry turkey. Yes. Yep. And anybody who knows, yeah, you know.
0: Yep. It's kind of like when you get that dry brisket. Oh. It's just shoe leather.
1: No. Nah. It's just shoe leather. Let's not talk about that. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> ah. So now Homer feels like he's done. He's outside throwing the paw into the trash. And, and Ned Flanders
0: happens to be yes, around. Ned right?
1: Flanders is around. Hi, Delio.
0: <laughs> and he says. Is that one of those monkey paws that gives you those wishes? And Homer says, well, yeah, but... And he was going to tell him about the warning.
1: About the grave consequences, yes. Yeah, but he
0: says, no, no, no. He decides just to give it to Flanders and let's see what happens to Flanders, right? So he
1: gives it to Flanders and the hand opens back up.
0: Right. We see all four fingers of the paw open up. And Flanders says, okily dokily. Right? And at this time, we see Mo running and he's being chased by an alien, right? Yeah. And the aliens rain, kneel before my slingshot, puny earthling. And at this time, Ned wishes that the aliens would be gone.
1: So we see Mo coming the other way again with a very primitive weapon, a board with a nail through it. Yep. And he is chasing the alien. I'm not sure which one it is. Kangerkoto, one of the two. He's
0: like he's chasing after him with his board with a nail in it, and he's like they run back into the alien ship. One of them even had a sash across it said "King" on it. Yeah, and he had a
1: crown too. Uh Yeah, and so the aliens take off, and uh, you know they're defeated. They say it seems the Earthlings have won. And then the other alien goes,
0: "Did they?" That board with a nail in it may have defeated us. But the humans won't stop there. They'll make bigger boards and bigger nails. And soon, they will make a board with a nail so big, it'll destroy them all.
1: <laughs> and how right they are. Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing we're really good at as humans, it's coming up, s- with, coming up with ways to kill ourselves. Yeah, more efficient ways, <laughs> more to, efficient kill ways, kill ways to kill yep. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Guys, uh, there's a reason why we outlawed the uh, the uh, flamethrower. Yeah. It's very painful, but very inefficient.
1: It's inhumane. Mm-hmm. Same, Yeah, same reason we outlawed uh, poison gas in war and things like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. No.
0: It, it's not very efficient. No. We're all about killing them as efficiently as possible now. So, of course, uh, that was one point that the aliens were right about. At this point... After the aliens take off on their ship, we see the townsfolk carrying Ned on their shoulders and they take Ned back into his house. And he's like, well, I might as well make a wish to improve the old homestead.
1: Yep, and then now we have a friggin' castle as the Flanders.
0: Yes, the the
1: Candles' house. the, The Candles'
0: house. The Flanders' house turns into a very, very beautiful castle. And of course, next door is the Simpsons' house, which looks like a dump. And the scene ends with Homer wishing that they that he had a monkey's
1: paw. And that's weird. It, it, I've never... I can't figure it out. Why do the wishes go right for Ned? Is it just because that is the just amazing, nice nature of Ned Flanders where nothing bad could happen in that situation? or Maybe
0: because he didn't have any ulterior motives? Maybe.
1: That's a, you know, I was thinking about
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, why would the wishes go so terribly wrong for Homer and the original uh, shopkeep, but not for Flanders? Maybe it's a good intentions kind of thing. Maybe it is, right? The uh, good or bad karma in the wish or something like that. And it's at this point that we find out that Lisa has been dreaming all along. Yes, this was Lisa's dream. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So Lisa goes and wakes Bart up, and she asks him if she can sleep in his bed.
1: Yes, we have a little little sister, big brother moment right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bart's not interested,
0: and she pays him off with a... Candy necklace. Candy necklace, right? And Bart kind of like just has his eyes shut, reaches out, grabs the necklace, stuffs it into his mouth. Pulls out the string. Right? Yeah. Eats all the candy, pulls the string out, hands it back to Lisa... And she says, he says, climb aboard, aboard." aboard. right? And Lisa says, thanks Barton. She says, he says, let's talk more sleepy. (laughs) And as he's closing his eyes, he's looking out the window, right? The wind is blowing, the curtain is moving around. And there's also a jack in the box in the corner. And the jack in the box is uh, kind of uh, swaying swaying back and forth, right? And next thing we know, it's kind of like a... Uh,
1: like a Twilight Zone, right, Zone episode, Outer Limits, one of those... One of those yeah.
0: cold opens, right? It's like, present it for your consideration. Springfield. An average little town with a not-so-average monster. And we see all the townsfolk walking around. It's very forced with, smiles. Yeah, very forced and fake smiles. And they're all looking around very nervously. Right? Why is this?
1: Because, apparently, this particular monster that they're talking about can read minds. Yeah. And if he is displeased, he will turn in pe- people into grotesque walking terrors. Yes,
0: he will turn them into
1: monsters.
0: Yeah. Right. And, who we could this speak. little terror be?
1: Well, of course, it's Bart.
0: Yep. <laughs> Next thing we know, we see Jasper, the old man with that long beard. Yes, not to be confused with Mr. Molman. No, no. no, no. no. Moleman is bald and beardless. Yes. Jasper is bald, but he's got a long-ass beard. Yep. And he's thinking, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Boy, I'm getting mighty sick and tired of, of this. And yes. as soon as he thinks that... Yep, he turns into a dog. Right, with his face. With his face still intact. The, yeah, he's yeah. like, woof, woof. <laughs> and he's running around with a human face and ears, tongue, and body of a dog. And this is where the
1: narrator jumps in and says, And did I mention to you that the monster is a ten-year-old boy? And, of course, they show Bart. Yeah. Right? Quite a twist, eh? Bet you didn't see that, Coven.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Bart Zone. The Bart Zone. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, yes, Twilight Zone. That's where it was going on. Right. And then we see Bart coming coming down to breakfast to join the family and we see uh the family spit out whatever they're eating when Bart comes in
1: and they all force smiles around him
0: even Maggie
1: yes yeah, she smiles with the pacifier still in her mouth uh-huh. <laughs> and so everybody is you know being very nice to Bart like good morning son and uh Marge is like, How are you, dear? And yeah, even Lisa is nice
0: to Bart, and Bart sees Snowball too. He says, Every day, same old cat, I'll make it more interesting. He says, As he furrows his, his brow. And he turns the cat into a, Some kind of creature. I would say a, a, a Seussian creature. Something, something like Something that, like yeah. Dr. Seuss would dream Yeah, mode. there you
1: go. Something Dr. Seuss or something even Salvador Dali-esque. Like. He, yeah,
0: because the tail turns into like a umbrella. Yeah, and the legs get all skinny and tall. And yeah. Everything. yeah. He's got polka dots
1: everywhere and he breathes fire. Yes, that's yeah. the funny part. Snowball goes meow and whoosh, big old flame shoots out of it. Uh, the, breakfast,
0: the breakfast cereal, everything catches on fire. And Bart goes, ah, that's
1: better. And Marge <laughs> says, oh, good, yeah, much better. And she says, oh, good, the curtains are on fire. <laughs> and she goes to happily put out the
0: fire. Yep. And Homer's like, that's good you made that awful thing, Bart. It's really good. And you can see they're all
1: terrified of Bart. Yes, and so he leaves the room. And uh, Homer can't help but uh, throw a little jab at Marge here.
0: And he says, he gets it from your side of the family, you know. No monsters on my side, he
1: says.
0: (laughs) And then we see Bart and Lisa get on the school bus. Otto's Otto's behind the wheel like always. And Bart informs Otto that he wants to drive.
1: Yes, today, Bart feels like driving the
0: bus. And Otto says, no way, dude. I'm, and then he turns like, oh, you're that little dude that can do that thing with your mind. He's like, okay.
1: Yep. And so next thing we know, Bart is at the wheel having Otto work the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> he even tells Otto to quit riding the brake. And he says, faster, faster. And Otto floors the pedals like...
0: Uh, He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to die. Yeah, we're going to die. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> He's all pretending to be happy. They're all going to die, thanks to Bart. Next thing we know, we're at Springfield Elementary. They're not dead, but the school, bo- uh, school bus has overturned. Yep. In the front of the school. I
1: and mean, There's no consequences here. I mean, Bart even drives by the cops, and they just kind of wave him by and say hello with smiles on him. Yeah, I mean, like... Why are they gonna mess with Bart
0: if he's gonna turn him into some awful monster?
1: Yes. And then this is actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing when Bart's in class. Because yeah, I love what Miss Krabobble says here.
0: Yeah, Miss Krabobble <laughs> says, Well, class,
1: the history of our country has been
0: changed again to correspond with Bart's answers on yesterday's test.
1: Everybody's like, oh
0: and he says, she says, America was now discovered in 1942 by some guy. And our country isn't called America anymore. It's Bonerland. <laughs> oh my god. How they got
1: away with that one? I don't I don't know. But I mean, I guess you could get away with that then. Yeah. Yeah, it was different time
0: folks. Different, different time.
1: time. But I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, that sounds like some of the answers I get in class sometimes. So. <laughs> anyway,
0: we get Principal Skinner coming on the PA. And he wants to sing a song for Bart.
1: Usually when Principal Skinner's on the PA, and it's Bart Simpson. Uh-oh.
0: It's bad news. But now he blows into harmonica and he's like, Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling.
1: Yeah. Hello, Hello, my, my ragtime, ragtime girl. girl. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And as Skinner is singing, Bart is uh, sitting on a throne yeah. surrounded by Sherry and Terry. I Still can't figure who he has a crush on, Sherry or Terry. Maybe both, probably both. I mean, but he's being fanned with palm yes. fronds by both of them. Yep. He's living, he's really pimping it up, as the kids would say. Yes, yes. He has Mrs. Krabobble bring him the classroom phone, and what does he do? He calls up Mo's Tavern, yes, he does. And then Mo goes, Mo's Tavern, hold on, I'll check. Hey, everybody. I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I'd like to kiss my own butt. And everyone starts to laugh.
1: Yes, even Barty. That's a good one.
0: And then Mo goes, wait a minute. And as he goes back to to the
1: receiver, Bart hangs up and he laughs at him. So I think we've gotten to the point here where Bart's not even trying to make it witty anymore. He just He's just torturing Mo now because what's anybody gonna do about it at this point? Right? So right. you can't really do anything to him. Yep, so he just went straight out. <laughs> yep. And Miss Kreboval is there holding the phone for him, smiling. Yep. And Mr. and Principal
0: Skinner continues to sing yes. and dance. And Bart. This is the only time I've heard him say this. Yes, he says, I love school. Yeah. <laughs> and back at home. The transformed Snowball meows, and well, when Snowball meows, she kind of like burns Santa's as a little helper.
1: Yeah, she singes him a little bit. Yeah, we
0: see him yelp and run out of the room. Meanwhile, Homer is watching a football game. And while well, this is happening, Bart walks in
1: and says, I want to watch
0: Krusty the Clown.
1: Yeah, and Homer is saying like, wait a minute. If they make this field goal, I win 50 bucks. So, Homer's got money right on the game. And he turns Bart down. Bart doesn't like that, does he? No, he does not. So. Next thing
0: we know, we see the ball turning into a fall
1: bat guy. Ball, fall, fat bald guy. There you go, yeah. My fat bald So, you man. hear the announcer and you hear the kick is up. It's looking good. The ball is turned into a fat bald guy. And Homer, is <laughs> a- and he actually, like, double dunks the, the goalpost, the goal post, and it's no good! And yeah. then, <laughs> I love how the announcer says, the whole world is wise to this, apparently. The announcer says, and you know what we say every time something strange happens? It's good that Bart did that. It's very good. <laughs> Everybody in the world, apparently, is terrified of Bart. And so we change the channel, and we see a very, very tired crusty Krusty at this point. And we don't mean typical hungover, drunk Krusty. We're talking about completely just demolished Krusty at this point. And he's like, hey, well, we're still on 346
0: consecutive hours and all because of one little boy who won't let me stop. Anyway, let's go over to see Sideshow Mel. Let's go see if Sideshow Mel has any more of those legal over-the-counter wake-up drugs of his?
1: <laughs> and if you were to actually see Krusty at this time, yeah, his eyes are sunken in; they're all red. If if there's his, a, his bottom eyelids are at his cheeks by this point. Like it's if I could describe him one way, it'd be a like almost
0: like Emperor Palpatine after oh yeah, after the after his fight with Mace Windu. Yeah, that is. What uh, Krusty looks like at this time. Yep.
1: And uh, so
0: Homer's uh, back now. <laughs> yeah, Homer's boy, Homer's back, and he's got a bandage wrapped around his head, and he's holding on to a chair, and he's like, "Don't think about it, and think, think happy thoughts, think happy thoughts." Well, the boy knows
1: if you're thinking bad
0: thoughts. Uh huh. The, the the boy keep thinking happy thoughts. The boy's gonna read your thoughts. All you got to do is think happy thoughts until you bash his head in. Yes. And exactly. as he's raising the chair over his head to bash Bart's head in, Bart just points at him.
1: And now Homer is a jack-in-the-box. A jack-in-the-box, yes. Yep. So he's got his head swinging on a spring just all over the place at this point. Yep. And uh, Marge comes in. She's ready to actually say something to Bart. And, course, and
0: Bart says, Lisa did it. To which Marge replies, that's it. You're coming with me.
1: And then she goes, please.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because she remembers who she's talking to, right? Yes. Now, but a now, little bit, just real quick, a little credit to Bart here. You know, obviously, I guess he doesn't have the same disdain for Marge. As he does for Homer. As he does for Homer, because he actually let her slide on that one.
0: Yeah. A little bit, you know. Well, we can tell that she he prefers Marge because he doesn't refer to her as Marge. Yes, yeah. He refers to her as Mom.
1: Yeah.
0: And he refers to Homer as Homer most of the time. Yeah, so even evil Bart has to... <laughs> uh, even he has a little bit of respect for good old Mom.
1: Yep. Okay, so we now see Bart is at the doctor.
0: Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes,
1: the psychologist, mm-hmm. right?
0: And Dr. Monroe suggests that Bart just needs more attention. From his father. Yeah, Yeah. very important, right? He says from his father, right? He needs love and attention from his father. So Homer, who is still a jack-in-the-box, takes Bart to a ball game, takes some fishing, takes him to shoot his BB gun takes him on a roller coaster ride. By the way, that's a very good scene. Yes, that's a great scene. When the roller coaster goes down and Homer's head is still up here and yeah. it just gets yanked back down by the spring. Yeah.
1: And all these all these activities while he's Jack in the box,
0: which yeah. is great. Next thing we know, Homer is tucking Bart into bed. Yes, yeah, so and he's using his teeth to put the to put blanket the, over him. <laughs> because he's still a jack in the box, right? And Bart appreciates the past few days... And he wishes there was a way that he could repay Homer.
1: And Homer says, "Well, you could give me my body back." And uh, Bart says,
0: "Well, yeah, sure, Dad." And Homer says, "I." Homer says, "I'm sorry." Uh, Bart says, "I love you, Dad." To which Homer responds, "I love you,
1: son." And he kisses him on the forehead. And Bart. He is waking up screaming now at this point. Ah! I guess the nightmare for Bart was him and his dad showing affection to you. Yes, each. actually bonding Telling over. Telling his something. dad that he loved him. Right. That <laughs> scared him.
0: That <laughs> scared the hell out of Bart <laughs> enough to wake him up.
1: And we are done with bad dream number, number
0: two. two. Yes. yes. Next thing we know, both Bart and Lisa are rushing over to. Uh, Homer and
1: Marge's bed. So now the little kids running into their parents' bed because they had a bad dream. Marge's like, goodness, what's wrong? And Bart's like, we both had nightmares. He's to- asked, can we sleep with you? And Homer's answer is great here. You both toilet trained? <laughs>
0: and they both <were> go, like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How can you be a dad and not know if your kids aren't toilet trained? Yep. That just shows you the level of Homer's commitment to his family right
1: there. (laughs) Now, I gotta feel bad for Homer a little bit in this moment because this is a scene that I am very familiar with, which is Homer looks at the clock and sees it's 4 a.m. and says, I gotta go to work in a few hours and goes back to bed. I don't know about you, but I can't stand that feeling. As an insomniac, I live with this. Yeah, I know, it's just one of those things.
0: Uh, I may go to sleep at 10. But I'll wake up at 12, then I'll wake up at 1.30, yeah. then I'll wake up at 3, then I'll wake up at 4, then I'll wake up at 5, then I'll wake up at 6. Now, to
1: be honest with you, though, on most days, they're probably like, oh, it's 4. Okay, I can sleep two more hours. I'm good. What really gets me is when my alarm is at, like, 6.30 and it's 6.25 and you wake up. Oh, uh, that's, that's the worst. The five minutes. Yeah. The crucial, like, crucial um, five minutes. No. All right. So, we... We're moving on to the next one and now homer is nodding off so we're going into nightmare number three which will be homer's nightmare yep
0: next thing we know it is burns and smithers and they're reviewing the security monitors and they see homer sleeping on the job we see the other joker and we see the other jokers you see the other workers slacking off i think lenny the, and carl having donuts yeah the guys in the shower are snapping their towels on their ass yeah,
1: there's just horseplay everywhere. And, of course, Homer is asleep at his workstation. Yep. And and also just, I love these scenes. Classic Mr. Burns, you know, these imbeciles, these laziness. Yeah, <laughs> these
0: layabouts are collecting their my money and stuff. Off like, my
1: teat, right, yep. or something like that.
0: Uh, living off the, my teeth. <laughs> and Smithers <laughs> suggests that they fire
1: one of them. Just to put the, I think he says, to put the fear of God in them. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And Burns selects Homer. And over the PA, Smither
1: says, Attention, Homer Simpson. Attention, Homer Simpson. And he's still asleep. Wake up, Homer. And I love the way Homer wakes up. He just wakes up and starts twisting buttons. And Pretends to be knobs.
0: working. Oh, <laughs> starts twisting everything around, pretending to be working.
1: And Smither just says, You're fired. <laughs>
0: and Homer says, For what?
1: For sleeping on the job. How do you know I was sleeping? We've been watching you on the surveillance camera. Camera? And Homer looks around and, <laughs> Don't that's the word right
0: there. <laughs> right after he spots the camera. So, next thing we know, Smur the Smurds, Smurds, Burns, and Smithers pull out an old oil lamp and they vanish behind a fireplace inside Burns' office. You know, if you imagine. It's, when you pull a book and the thing flips it's around. His,
1: it's like the old school Batman Batcave entrance, everybody. Yeah. You move the little statue, you move the book, and then bookshelf the, goes inside And takes you with you, and behind there's another bookshelf, yes, right? and so Burns is like, to the laboratory. And there they go, to his dungeon laboratory. Yep. And he's like, uh,
0: he has come to the conclusion that the problem with the common worker is that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So his solution is to replace flesh with it, which is weak with steel which yes. is
1: strong. Yes. And then I love this next line by Mr. Burns. It's such a Mr. Burns line. And he says, "Behold the greatest breakthrough in labor relations since the cat and nine tails." <laughs> now, if you don't know what that is, all right? Please inform the audience yes, what a cat and nine tails is. Basically a whip with nine ends on it. Which is why it's called the nine nine tails, And on those ends are pieces of, like, metal. Yes. Yes, to dig into your skin.
0: Yeah, and, and if, they're, if they're really sadistic, they'll be hooks.
1: Yes, if they're really sadistic, they'll be hooks. If you've ever seen, uh, what is that movie that Tom Hanks on? The Da Vinci Code, which was very popular back in the day. There's yep. a scene in there where they saw one of the... Uh, Religious zealots punishing himself with one of them. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that is what a cat of nine tails is. Yeah, basically a little whip, but not with one end. Yep, with nine ends.
1: And if it? you're a Pokemon fan out there, now you know why nine tails is called nine tails.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Sorry, my nerd came out there for
0: a <laughs> second. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, so, Smithers asks how long before it's ready, to which Burns replies, "Keep your pants on, Smithers." <laughs> and Burns informs them that they need a human brain. Yep. Back at the Simpson house,
1: everybody's helping out Homer because he's been fired. Yep. Wow. He's, he's looking for a job. And they are reading the, uh, the back in the day we used to call them the classifieds.
0: Yep. Yep. Yes. The one ads right, the classifieds right. He says, "Hey, there's a good job, Dad. Oh, wait, you have to know how to operate an ultrasonic." Lithotriptor. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the hell that is, right? And Homer says, How hard can it be? And uh, Bart says, Hey, Dad, here's one $28 an hour, plenty of fresh air, and you get to meet interesting people. And Homer goes, Ooh, what job is that? Bart says, Grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, since it's menial labor that requires little thought, Homer's in. Homer's in.
1: So we cut to the scene, and Homer is digging a grave and being supervised by none other, by the legendary groundskeeper, Willie. Yes,
0: groundskeeper (laughs) Willie. I can't wait
1: to get to some of his episodes. Yes, the legend himself.
0: Uh So uh, Willie is kind of supervising him, but then he takes off. Because Homer's just taking too long. Yeah, he is. And Homer decides to take a nap inside an open grave. Yes. And... Of course
1: there is no such thing as a nap with Homer he just goes to sleep yes and we see the we see the scene change into nighttime and then we cut to Mr. Burns and Smithers are now combing the cemetery in search of a brain
0: they need a brain right
1: for their creation yep. yes and
0: they spot uh, an open grave and they see Homer in there, right? Yep. And uh, Burns goes, this is my favorite line. <laughs> this great. is my favorite
1: line. He says, Smithers, get him out quickly. The stench is overpowering. Yes, he even pulls his handkerchief out of his shirt pocket and covers his face.
0: Because Homer is smelled so bad. He's not dead. He's not rotting. Uh-huh. But he still smells like death, apparently. Yes,
1: and Smithers recognizes that's Homer Simpson. He wasn't exactly a model employee. <laughs> and Byrne says, well,
0: who is a model employee? And he kind of, when he's looking at Smithers, he kind of, the he face, has a little hallucination. Yeah, and and the head goes away and all we
1: see is his brain. With his glasses still on. Man. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Smithers it's, goes, oh, Simpson will do just fine, sir. Exactly, yeah. A- after he recognizes what's going on in Byrne's head. Smithers just realized, wait, that's me. <laughs> yep. So uh, they put... Homer in the bag, and they drag the bag out. But as Homer wakes up while they're doing that, yeah, because you know they're dragging him behind. He's like out, 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 and then Smithers is like, "Did you hear that, sir?" Burns is like, "No, I didn't. Who? Who is it? Frankenstein? (laughs) The Booger Man?"
1: Right. And Smithers (laughs) is like, "It's the man in the bag, sir. I think he's alive." (laughs) And I love Burns here. Oh, and he picks up his shovel. And just starts whacking the bags, says, Bad corpse, bad corpse, stop scaring Smithers. I love that. <laughs> of course, this,
0: this is a great scene because we've never actually seen Burns exert any kind of physical force. And here we just see him beat the tar out of Homer with a shovel.
1: And very rarely do we actually see Burns have some kind of concern for Smithers, too, which is great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. he hardly ever cares what Smith- what's on Smithers' minds, but here he does. <laughs> and so we're back at Burns' secret lab. Uh-huh. And he's starting to saw the top of Homer's head. No blood, very clean, everything. The top of his head just pops down pops and rolls, rolls around like a bowl, right? And then he says, "Smithers, hand me that ice cream scoop." Smithers is like, "Ice cream scoop?" And Burns,
1: "Damn it, Smithers. This isn't rocket scientist or rocket science, excuse me. It's brain surgery." <laughs> so he hands him the ice cream scoop and Burns
0: reaches in and he kind of like re- goes around the skull and pops out the entire brain with a few
1: vertebrae, right? With the brain
0: stem, yeah. with the brain stem attached to it. And this is a very twisted little scene because he puts it on his head yeah. like he's Davy Crockett's hat. Yeah, right? he's just
1: playing with his brain. Like,
0: look, I'm Davy Crockett. <laughs> oh, it's very, very disturbing. Uh, anyway, uh, next thing we know, they're it put after they eat some pizza and drink some wine. I believe
1: it's flying. I believe yes. they're having pizza and pizza wine. Pizza and
0: wine, right? They're Jeez. eating pizza and wine. Not a bad combo. Before they put the braid back into, not back, into the robot. And they power it up. Yep, and they power it up. And next thing you know, we have the classic Frankenstein throwback of. It's alive! Oh, that fellow at Radio Shack said I was
1: mad. Well, who's mad now? (laughs) Now, I hate to do it because we're going to date ourselves a little bit here. But apparently there's no Radio Shacks anymore. None. Yeah, so Radio Shack is gone. Yes. Now, for those of you that are very young, if you don't know what Radio Shack was. It was, uh, if you ever needed any kind of little component for anything electronic. Any kind of electronic, yes. Yeah, you know, if like the, I don't know, your if like your charger were to break, the tip would fall, you could find a replacement there. If you needed things to solder, you could find it there. If you needed a
0: RGB cable, back in the day. Anything,
1: yes. You can find it there at Radio Shack. But now. Alas. It is gone. It
0: is gone. Gone like the wind. Oh, well. Well. Next thing we know, right after he declares his creation alive, Burns walks up to the robot and he says, Hi there, I'm your daddy. And the robot is looking around. It's x-ray
1: vision. And he spots a box of donuts like a few rooms away. Yep. Remember, this is Homer's brain inside of the robot. So the next thing we know, this robot is breaking down walls all the way into the room where the donuts are. Yep. And we hear a robotic version of Homer's voice go, mmm, Sprinkles. sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. Next thing we know... We see uh, the Johnny Carson show, right? Because somebody's watching TV. And Johnny Carson, who is doing one of his characters, he's wearing a turban. Uh, That was his famous character, Karnak. Yeah. And he says, Geraldo Rivera, Madonna, and a diseased yak. And Ed McMahon, his perfect foil, just goes, ho, 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 ho. yeah, And... Lisa says, Mom, what's wrong? Marge answers, It's your father. He's missing. Bart answers, Dad's missing? Get out of here. And then Marge says, He's been gone for two days. Lisa goes, What do you know? She's right. (laughs) And we cut back to Burns and Smithers. Burns is in tears. He's crying. He's saying, It wasn't supposed to be this way. As he's looking at the robot who's asleep at the console, well,
1: just like
0: Homer. Mm-hmm. Right, he could. He's like, I-, "I was wrong to play God. Life is precious, not a thing to be toyed with." Now, take the take that brain and flush it down the toilet. Uh, which Smithers says, "I'd appreciate. I, I would think the the, the the family would want the body back, sir." Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so Smithers
0: talks him into it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he says, uh, as he's uh, sewing the brain back into Homer's head, we see, we hear Homer saying, out, out, yeah. out. As all of the stitches go in, right? Because Smithers told him he was alive, right? He says, uh, Smithers, go, Smithers goes, you know what this means, sir? He is alive. And Byrne says, oh, you're right, Smithers. I guess I owe you a Coke. Old joke. Very old joke.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he turns around to his robot. He says, As for you, you clinking, clackering cacophony of collagenous cog and camshafts, take that. And this is a typical uh, Burns body blow. It's a very feeble kick to the toes, just the toes. But this causes the robot, to lose its balance. Yep. And we see it start to slowly fall forward. And Smithers, I mean, not Smithers, Burns, being the old man that he is, he tries to run away from it unsuccessfully. And the robot lands on Burns' body, his entire body, except for his neck and head. Yes.
1: Now, before we get into the after-effects of this, I will say that got to give Mr. Burns credit when he does these little rants of bits. He is a master of alliteration. Yes, he is. <laughs> you, your clattering cacophony of collagenous cog
0: and cam chats. Love it. Yes, he is. Uh, he's right up. There. I haven't uh, seen that much alliteration since, since I read Siddhartha. Ah, wow. A lot of, a lot of alliteration there, guys. Anyway, if you don't know what alliteration is, ask your English teacher. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so. Next thing we know, we see burns, it's like every bone shattered, organs leaking vital fluids, slight headache, loss of appetite, Smithers, I'm going to die. And Smithers, of course, doesn't want this to happen. And he says, what can I do, sir? He says, he asks Smithers to go up to his office and fetch some surgical tools and some ether. <laughs> Some ether, which is... That's old school. Whoa. That is old school, guys. Uh, so apparently...
1: By the way, guys, uh, please, please stay away from that. Guys. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. apparently Burns is hardcore because Ether is no joke. Next thing we know, Homer wakes up and screams.
0: Marge asked him, did you have a nightmare, homie? And Bart, Homer's like, no, Bart bit me. And Bart says, hey, man, you're crushing me. I tried to scream, but my mouth was full of
1: flag.
0: Next thing we know, we see Homer going up, going to the bathroom, and he's looking at the mirror. And something is off. Yes, something is off because he sees Burns' head sewn onto his right shoulder. We have a two-headed person, half Homer, half Burns. And Burns says, perhaps you're wondering why you have two heads. Well, my body was crushed, so I had my head grafted onto, shall we say, your ample frame. (laughs) And Homer's trying to stay calm. I can wake up. It's all a dream. It's just a dream. And Burns says, oh, that's right. It's all a dream. Or is it? And he laughs laughs diabolically. It's only Mr. Burns
1: can. (laughs) Yep.
0: And then we see all of the credits coming in. And they, we see the announcer come in and say, next week on The Simpsons, as they're sitting down at the breakfast table, Lisa pull, puts, out, puts down a newspaper and says, don't forget, Dad, tonight I'm having an all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner. And Homer says, mmm, spaghetti. But Burns, whose head is still attached to his shoulder, says, but Homer, tonight's our din- uh, tonight's our reception for Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. And then Homer says, oh, I hate having two heads. And we end the show this way. By the way, isn't Queen Beatrix still around? I believe so. I think so. I could be wrong, but I think... I think she still is, right? she is, yeah. You know what I can't believe? People are all amazed that Queen Elizabeth is still around. Oh. But uh, Philip... Philip's older. Yeah, five years older than that woman. Yeah, Philip's older. Yeah. So, like, why are you marveling at at how long that woman has stayed alive? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Her husband is five years older, and he gets no recognition at all.
1: She's probably going to outlive him, though, so. Yeah, yeah. Well... Women do live longer than us. Well, yeah, but that's because
0: we tend to do stupid things. (laughs) That's true. Right? Philip is, I think, beyond... His stupid things face.
1: Well, he was in the military for a long time, so I'm yes, sure he, he had his, his he, share.
0: Yeah. Well, if you've seen The Crown, you know he had oh, his yeah. share. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we end the episode this way. Yes. Now, I'm not one of those that would say I am a huge fan of the Treehouse of Horror shows, so that is where I would sit down and I would watch all of those episodes on Halloween. I wouldn't do that, but this is a good, good episode. This is
1: one of the good ones. This is one of the better ones,
0: for sure. Some of the later episodes get very dark and very disturbing, but this is kind of lighthearted and uh, just goes over the quote-unquote nightmare scenarios that the families would have. Bart's nightmare would be uh, bonding with his dad. Yeah. Lisa's nightmare would be
1: world peace backfiring on her. Yes, or good intentions <laughs> going wrong. And then, of course, Homer's nightmare is being etern- eternally stuck with Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah, What worst
0: fate could there be? Exactly. So, on a scale of one to five, don't, nuts... Uh, what would you rate this episode as?
1: I will give this one a. I'll give this one a solid four, maybe even a four and a half, because it is one of the better Treehouses of Horror episodes, and uh, I do like the concept of it a lot. You know, given that I'm a fan of those old Twilight Zone kind yeah of things and everything, so yeah, I'll go with four and a half. It's, it's 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 up there for me. I really like this episode a lot. Yeah, I, I'm with you.
0: I'll give it four do Don't Nuts, though. Uh, my favorite bit in all this was the whole Bart Bart uh little segment because what kind of son would be
1: terrified mm-hmm. of the thought of bonding with his father? Yeah, and and also, I think we forgot to mention it a little bit in that Bart part of it, there's a lot of homages to like the omen in there. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's great. Very nicely done. Yeah, like I said, if we wanted to go into all of these
0: references, these could easily go from an hour to hour, 20-minute shows to three hours. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, we don't want to do that. We're not getting Joe Rogan-type type no, of money no, we're here not that. doing that. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting any kind of money, <laughs> really. We're doing this for fun.
1: You know, and, and I have realized something that we've been doing more of these episodes lately. I'm a big fan of Mr. Burns, man. I'm like the more I'm watching it over again, I'm a big fan of Mr. Burns. All of the old tiny references it's, he brings up. Great, he's just so savage, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then I can't wait till he talks about his days at Yale and all those things. Yeah. When he had a shock of strawberry blonde. Oh, we, we talked about that one. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Uh. Oh, anyway, Mr. Burns is one of those characters that. I don't know. Sometimes you just hate him and sometimes you just love to hate him. You can't
1: help but laugh a lot of the time too.
0: He's just so weak and frail but he commands so much terror in everybody. It's just one of those almost perfect cartoon characters. Goals for being old, man. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) As a 45-year-old man, I am not old. Nope. But I I am. am looking forward to getting there. I keep telling my kids when I get to be an old man and I retire, I'm going to sit out on a lawn chair and I'm going to yell at kids, get off my lawn. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. That'll be glorious for me.
1: Make sure you got the shotgun sitting on the porch too, just for effect. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, like I keep telling my
0: kids, I don't know if I'm going to retire in the U.S. So I have to check the laws of the country that i retire in. That's true. So I might have to brush up on my Spanish or something, unless I retire in Belize. They speak English. No, oh, yes, they, do. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. Otherwise, it'd be, the de mi sacate, or césped, depending on which part, which Spanish speaking country I settle down in. I guess this is one of those talks I have to have with the wife.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, my wife will follow me anywhere I go, I think, but uh, we still have to talk about that.
1: So you got to ask permission, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Not, mm, I, I say I don't like, I don't ask for permission, I ask for forgiveness. There you go. it is always better to ask for forgiveness than for permission because you may not get permission but maybe you'll get maybe you'll get forgiveness alright so before we wrap up this episode is
1: there anything
0: else you'd like to share with our listeners Uh, no
1: just everybody go check out Music House if you need that info listen to the intro it's all in there and um, happy Halloween everybody that's Really all got to say today. Yes, yes. Have a very safe and happy,
0: happy Halloween. Yes. Not happy unless you're dressed like a kangaroo or something. Mm-hmm. Or you're
1: I, drinking IPAs.
0: Yeah, yeah, that too, <laughs> that too. Uh, maybe that's my problem right now. Could be. Could be, could be. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a very safe and happy Halloween. And don't forget to check out the official show Instagram, which is official underscore homers underscore donuts. Without the apostrophes, I will be posting a few Halloween-related memes this week. Uh, and of course, like I say, uh, I follow everyone back. If you guys want to leave sh- feedback for the show, anything me and El Ray can do uh, to help make this a better experience for you, uh, just let me know. Give us some feedback, guys. Yeah, yeah let me know. I am here for the next, uh, what, 30-something seasons that we have to go through. And I would like to make this a better listening experience for you. So let me know how we can do that. And until next week, au revoir, suckers.